Sharada Hawley couldn't find any underwear that she liked, so she decided to make her own. The result? Jackfruit the Label, an Ethical Clothing Australia accredited underwear brand based in Byron Bay. Sharada looks after all the processes from design to dispatch, including pattern making and dyeing the fabric, all the way through to construction of the garments. The label is built upon the slow and ethical fashion movement and a desire to show the utmost care for the planet and their workers through minimal waste production methods. I'm Brittany Draghorn. I'm the founder and editor of Brits List, an online publication dedicated to telling the stories of ethical and sustainable fashion brands. And this is The Quick Unpick. Sharada, welcome to The Quick Unpick. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Um, You are the face and brains and hands behind the Intimates label, Jackfruit, the label. Can you tell me um, how did this all begin? Um, It all happened very spontaneously, actually. Um, I had all of my luggage and all my favourite underwear stolen when I was in South America. And over time, I was replacing pieces and I was just disappointed with everything. And um, so I decided I was going to make some myself when I was visiting my mum. And we had a chat about some sustainable fabrics and ended up ordering a bunch of bamboo and just going for it. And I made my most favourite underwear ever. And it just sort of happened from there. <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, how many people would, yeah, lose their clothes and go, how do I replace these? Most people would duck into their local Big W or Woolworths and just grab a heap of cheap underwear, but you decided to make your own. Uh, I tried replacing with some, you know, nicer things over a period of time, but I just I didn't like any of it, so... Yeah. yeah, awesome. It's so interesting. I talk to people all the time and they just want, you know, no frills, cotton underwear or, you know, that kind of underwear. And it's like you'd think that it's easy to find, but I guess everyone's looking for their own little shape. Yeah, that's true too. And we do have some plans to do some more fun things as time goes on, but um, this is keeping me pretty busy at the moment. So Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and so... Um, what stage did you decide? I mean, you obviously made all of the first kind of samples yourself, but when did you decide that you would actually manufacture and make this underwear in Australia? And what was the driving force behind that? Uh, we still make everything ourselves. Yeah, as in you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Until recently, it was me and my mum. But yes, it's just me right now. So. Oh, wow. I mean, that is impressive. I have some of this underwear and it is pretty fantastic quality. So you've obviously got a bit of a background or you're self-taught in um, this field. Yeah, so my mum has been making clothes for over 40 years and I grew up with a sewing room and, you know, my mum was a single mum, so I was underneath the sewing table making things myself. (laughs) Um. And yeah, she pretty much taught me everything that, you know, most of what I know before I even remember learning it. And along the way, she's taught me, you know, more and here we are. 
Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, yeah, they're incredible quality. So that is just going to show. Um, And so you've just sort of alluded to it. What does the the manufacturing process look for you? If you could walk me through from like design to dispatch. Sure. So very homely, as you can imagine, it being me in my home studio. Um, Basically, I come up with an idea, make a draft of a design, mock it up, go back and forth, you know, trying it on for my size until I feel like I've got it pretty good, Um, make up a few more sizes, send them out for testing, and then just sort of take it from there. Uh, And then it's just grading up all the sizes. And yeah, it's very straightforward because everything is so small and I'm now doing it all myself. Um, Yeah, it's just... Very, very simple, just me. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, and so you've learned how to do your, like, pattern um, designing and everything like that as well then? Quite recently, actually, which was a bit of a moment. When mum decided that she needed to retire, I was pretty terrified. <laughs> She'd been doing all of the pattern drafting and grading for us from the beginning. Um And I wasn't really sure how I was going to make it all work, you know, continuing to cut and sew, handle social media, emails, orders, packing, and also um, now pattern grading. But I picked it up. That is incredible. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Luckily, I have her to sort of run any questions by. um, And I've bought a bunch of books about plus size grading and that sort of thing too. So I'm I'm learning a lot and I'm actually really glad that I'm doing it now because I get to understand more of how we get the result that we want. Yeah, for sure. So what what like in your day to day, I mean you this has been a really steep learning curve as it is. What would you say are the main challenges you've faced being an in-house emerging ethical business in the industry? Suppliers. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I've, this last, (laughs) this last sort of six to 12 months has been definitely a challenge with suppliers. Um, Consistency has been a huge issue. Uh, I don't know if it's because I don't have the buying power. I don't know if it's because of COVID. I don't know exactly what's happening, but I am not getting the consistency from the suppliers that I need to be able to give a consistent product to my customers. So I've been changing suppliers as, you know, time has gone on. And I think I've got all my dyes sorted now, finally. So more colours will be back soon. Um, But if anyone out there knows of a very reliable (laughs) haberdashery and elastic strapping company, please tell me. Yeah, right. Um, so you're talking about your fabrics, your elastics, your dyes, your threads, all of that? Everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Some some of the little suppliers have been good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been definitely a challenge. Yeah. Well, that leads into my next question because I want to jump over to the sustainability side for a minute. You use this beautiful bamboo Mm -hmm. organic cotton um, spandex blend for your underwear. Um, Why did you choose that fabric? It's the very first fabric that I made that underwear from that we were talking about before. I ordered a bunch of samples first just so that I could feel um, 
the different options. And I couldn't go past that one. And so that's what I've been using ever since. But um, in the process of running the business, I've had some really awesome conversations with uh, lots of sustainability experts, I guess. And, um, you know, I've discovered that we can do better than bamboo. So I'm in talks with um, an Australian mill at the moment um, to try and change over to another um, another fabric where the yarn is actually um, made in Europe and the fabric itself is milled here in Australia in Melbourne. So we're just trying to get the same, I guess, result from the fabric. I want it to be soft. I want it to be, you know, not super thin so reasonably thick and luxurious and um yeah just trying to get to that point now with the mill but I'm very very excited about making that change yeah for sure because I guess a lot of people would think that bamboo is like very eco it sounds very eco doesn't it but at the end of the day it's a semi-synthetic like you know viscose and rayon and all of those but um, does that mean you are looking for something like the tensile blends, um, the modal blends, or are you looking to change to all natural fibres? No, it's definitely still going to have a percentage of spandex in it. Um, I have tried, um, you know, like jersey knits that are full, full cotton, full bamboo and that, and they're just not as comfortable. They're not. And this is <laughs> definitely not. They're not. <laughs> yeah. And this is something that we're wearing all day, every day. Um, and something that I want to be a lasting piece as well. So, yeah, so there will be some spandex in there. It'll be a blend. But um, Modal I've found to peel a bit too badly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, the, the fabrics that I've tried. Uh, Tencel is what we're looking at at the moment. And it's yeah, all lensing, so it's all closed loop manufacturing. And, yeah, so that's really exciting for us. Um, but, yeah, the bamboo, you know, we thought it was good in the beginning, um, you know, we, we did think that we'd done our research, but there is a lot of greenwashing going on out there. And Oh, definitely. Um, the bigger problem as well is, yes, there can be good bamboo, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, the majority of it is um, grown and milled in China and there's just not the transparency and that that we're looking for, so... Fantastic that you're looking to use something else for that. I mean, the fabrics that you're using are beautiful, so I'm sure you'll stay on that track. Um, You've talked about finding this one in Europe. Like, is this something that you're sourcing through a supplier in Australia? Like, how difficult is it to source these fabrics in Australia? So, Lensing is the creators of the yarn that's used to mill the fabric, Um, and they're based in Austria, and I had a lot of trouble getting onto them. (laughs) <laughs> to, you know, even find out where to buy the fabrics from. Uh, eventually, after persisting, I have, and I have a list of Australian mills that actually use their yarns. So um, I suppose it was just a matter of not giving up. Um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> just really wanting to hear back from them. Um, and then, you know, because I am such a small business, um, my buying power isn't huge. So I have to work with mills that can do, you know, lower minimum order quantities and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, you alluded to earlier how you're doing, um, you're learning the pattern making in certain plus sizes. The Jackfruit, the label range is available in an inclusive size range of 6 to 26, which is just amazing uh, for a label of your size that you make all at home. It's just incredible. Um, why did you choose this and how do you manage it in terms of production and like having stock on hand? Well, um one of the ways is by not having stock on hand. So I'm making everything to order. Um, most orders ship out within about a week. So if something isn't selling super well or we're not selling a lot of a certain size, the stock isn't just sitting there unsold. Um, so that is very helpful. Traditional manufacturing, offering a huge size range is a quick way to, for people to lose money, I guess, which is why another reason why we didn't want to go a traditional route. So uh, it was always really important to me personally. I didn't feel comfortable launching a label where, you know, my own friends wouldn't be able to wear my product. Um, and that's just what it comes down to. You know, these are real people, real bodies, and I want everyone to be able to wear them. Yeah. So I actually will make any size if people contact me, but, you know, 6 to, 20, six to 26 is pretty much, they're the big sellers, so... Yeah, yeah, wow. That's an incredible feat, I think. And um, yeah, you've got it nailed with the made to order um, process. So you're right, you know, you don't have to have all that stock on hand. So yeah, it's like, why not? Hey, I mean, there's still a lot more Definitely. work to do in the pattern grading and things like that, but still pretty cool. Looking back at your journey so far, um, are there things that stick out that you think you would have done differently? Yes. <laughs> Lots of little things here and there, but the biggest thing would have been learning pattern grading from day one. Having more input into the designs initially, into the sizing initially, and more understanding of the pieces that I was actually making and why I was making them a certain way um, would have been very helpful for my transition into solo business owner. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that the more you can understand about the pieces that you're making, the better. And I'm really glad that I've had the opportunity to do that now. I, I wouldn't have probably, uh, but I'm really glad I have. Yeah, awesome. So what advice would you have for new designers who are going through what you went through in the early stages of starting an ethically accredited label? Consider every aspect of the business carefully. Um, be really aware of what's important to you and don't ignore your values. Um, but be prepared to make mistakes. Be prepared to continue learning and to keep your mind open to new possibilities and then just do it. <laughs> um, the more ethical brands that we have available, the less money that is feeding into that fast fashion machine. So, yeah, do it. Please do it. I want to see your small labels popping up all over the place. I love it. For sure. I totally agree. I think it's so awesome how we can have like our own, you know, every person can have their own little list of curated labels that they love and local makers that they want to support rather than everyone in the country shopping at the same sort of high street um, fashion, you know, stores. So you're right. It's so lovely that we have these and we need to support them so we can keep them all alive too. 
Um, Definitely. Jackfruit, the label's production is accredited by Ethical Clothing Australia. How important is the ECA accreditation to you and what benefits has it brought to your business? Super important. Very beneficial. ECA is an institution and it was the simplest way for us to prove to our customers that our products are made ethically. That is pretty much the the big reason. Um, But being listed in their directory means people can find us easily when they're looking for um, ethical garments. Uh, And, you know, it's given us the opportunity to do this too. So what they're doing is fantastic. And obviously their knowledge is really helpful as well. So if you need advice about ethical manufacturing um, supplies and that kind of thing, um, they're always happy to, you know, help as much as they can. And they helped me actually find the bamboo supplier that I went with in the very beginning. So, yeah, I think if anyone has questions about um, ethical manufacturing in Australia, just give them a call. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's really great advice because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do. I'm sure a lot of brands that are considering manufacturing here um, would love to know where to turn. So you're right. That's definitely a really great start. Yeah. I'm in a few Australian designers groups and people are always asking about ethical manufacturing in Australia. And, yeah, um, ECA often comes up. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that there is interest in that. I mean, there's definitely rising interest in um, the community of shoppers out there. So it's good that brands are answering that call. Yeah, definitely. I think COVID has actually spun things around a little bit as well. More people are looking to source within Australia and have things made here because when things aren't working so well um, with, you know, logistics, transporting um, things country to country it's really helpful to have them made absolutely Australia. there has been a yeah. surge I think of the interest in onshore manufacturing and I think it can only be positive yeah for sure awesome well Sharada thank you so much for joining me on the quick unpick today you're so inspirational in the way that you are producing made to order uh, sustainable and ethical intimates um, and I think everybody who's listening should go and check you out at Jackfruit the Label um, and yeah look forward to catching up with you soon Thank you very much, Britt. The Quick Unpick is brought to you by Ethical Clothing Australia in celebration of the 20th anniversary of their accreditation program and inaugural Ethical Clothing Australia Week. This podcast is produced with assistance from the content division. Music is by Brisbane-based artist Sasha McLeod, also known as Psycho. That's S-Y-C-C-O. Catch the full first season of The Quick Unpick wherever you get your podcasts starting this October.